Yeah, thank you. I think what, what Brendan is saying, um, and good job, honey, is that there are specific albums that absolutely should be banned from this preschool, like Mike and the Mechanics, which in my opinion is a horrible album and one that we do not want our child listening I'm to. I'm sorry, I just like that chime in here, but um, you're really overstepping your bounds here, okay? Uh, I, I, I don't want to cause a rift, but The Living Years, that was a single by Mike and the Mechanics. It's a great song. It's a, it's a prime example of mid-80s pop. What that is, is a gateway to, to other mediocre pop music. Yeah. The Living Years, that song is poetry. Don't you want your child to be sensitive? Okay, it's poetry in the same way The Greatest Love of All by Whitney Houston is poetry. It is pabulum. It is juvenile. They're accomplished musicians. G'day listeners, you're tuned to Soundwaves, a podcast that explores the nexus between surfing and music and the nefarious spaces in between. Between the wave and the rave, between the heaving shack and the martial stack, between neoprene and spandex, the mosh pit and the death pit, fiberglass and vinyl, the boogie and the board, between Brian Eno and George Greeno. So wax up your stick, crank up the stereo, paddle out into the secret sonic surf spot that is sound waves tales from the shack 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 buenos dias bon dia buongiorno come stai tutto bene tutto bene no that was a nice uh, russian italian um you know it's kind of come uh, stai borat italian borat borat goes to sardinia it's the new film. Uh, yeah, so so how how goes it? How's it? Yeah, it, it goes wet and windy and cold. Yeah, here in oh. uh, yeah, and big 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 waves, big wavies. Um, so in fact, uh, I don't know if it came to fruition, but on the weekend they had predicted a twelve meter swell out to sea off the coast here. So, um... Can, wow. <laughs> Can you smell? Can you smell the Red Bull from from where you are? <laughs> I can I can smell the uh, the fucking. Uh, well, they're not two stroke anymore, are they? But I can I can smell the bloody wave runners revving from fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think dang, dang, I think dang, dang, the I, I think the um, the uh, hardcore froth brigade charger bunch are uh, definitely gearing up because, uh, as I said just earlier to you. Um, before we started recording, there's it's going to be like three and a half meter swell at 15 seconds, pretty much for four days with offshore wind. So um, that's kind of that trend. That, as as you know, in the Nasa Canyon, that kind of translates to pretty much I don't know, fucking 50 foot waves. So it's incredible, <laughs> isn't it? So it's not yeah. it's not that huge in in meters, but it's the period and the as you say the just it's direction the- in that. Canyon. The, peri- the period and the, the direction looks perfect because it's north. It's got. Um, it, it can't be apparently two west isn't good. Um, obviously, with any south in it, it's no good. But um, right. two two north also is not ideal. Um, and, and generally here, you, with the, when it's super north as well, the period's not up as much. But um, this has got this is like nor nor west, um, right. or even wow. even west northwest. And um, yeah, uh, like I said on. On Sunday, the new the swell. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous here because Saturday, right now, it's three point four meters at fourteen seconds, and that holds until Saturday when it's three point three meters at sixteen seconds, 
And then on Sunday, it's 3.4 meters at 20 seconds. At one stage, it's a 21 second, 21 second period. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. Well, should we get straight into this um, this beast saying that... Mate, um, talk about beast. Yeah, Lips, lipstick on a pig is what we're going to... That's the... the, the uh, the running title. Um, cool. Yeah, I like it. Where did this idea come from, apart from our stupid brains? I think it came from a song either you or I posted that we liked, that we were embarrassed to admit that we liked. I don't know. One song that I um, sent the other day, which I am not embarrassed to love because I do love the song, but I hate the band, is... Um, Band on the Run by Wings. Um, so uh, that was kind of that. That was my kind of entry point. Was just thinking, fuck that song. I, I mean, there's so many good things about that song, um, uh, but there's so many fucking atrocious things about Wings, and that kind of uh, let me let us both, I guess, down a down a fucking rabbit hole of feeling a very dirty, hole. very yeah. dirty. <laughs> It's like a, uh, yeah. it's like a, a a young person's dirty one night stand, r- running out of running out of a, uh, a bedroom you you don't know with your um, clothes under your arms. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, we won't go into too much more detail. Uh, so, yeah, Band on the Run. And um, I mean, what do you think about Band on the Run and Wings? Well, I mean, I, it's funny. I think, I don't know about you. I think the, the kind of prevailing sort of school of thought back in when I was, I don't know, first getting into music was that kind of Wings were crap. Paul McCartney was shit after the Beatles and and John Lennon was kind of, he kind of hit his stride after the Beatles. And yeah. like, I, I don't know. I think that started to kind of almost do a 180. Like the more I've kind of think about, the more I listen, I think a lot of the John Lennon stuff seems just bitter and. Well, it's certainly super self-indulgent. One thing particularly about the song Band on the Run um, is just the, I mean, it, in some ways, it ca- it carries on the um, that second half, that second album vibe from Abbey Road, where you've basically got a melding of a whole different. We've talked about this before, but a whole melding of different musical styles within a a load of songs, right? Um, yeah, and uh, I mean, Band on the Run has um, yeah, essentially three different. Um, stages to it which is it's pretty um uh, it says uh there was a review i read that says it's um uh, yeah the first section is a slow ballad the second a funk rock style piece and the final a country-esque section and the, there was some music critic who said that the 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 final and longest section is an effortless melange of acoustic rhythm guitars country 
country-ish slide fills and three-part harmonies of the chorus. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's kind of got a Eagles um, vibe in in some ways, which is which links to something else I'll, I'll talk about from my perspective <laughs> later on. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but yeah, I, I think that we all owe it to Macca to kind of um, delve a little bit deeper, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and um, interestingly, Mac has got a bit of a, a surf connection to. I mean, he's he's written that song recently. What is it? Um, Sliden with Craig um, Ando video. With Craig right? Ando, and and I think he it was actually um, remixed by um, was a guy from Radiohead. I think it. Um, uh, um, Tom. Edo, uh, no, not Tommy. Um, Ed O'Brien, I think. So that kind of led me and, and you, I guess, um, both of us to uh, think of some bands that we hate, but actually secretly love at least one of their songs. Yep. Well, yeah, I've, I've got that, except there's one band I, I couldn't find a song I liked. <laughs> <laughs> can you, can uh, you guess who that is? I think I might well, have told it's you. Not, it's, it's not Maroon 5, is it? No, no, they don't. No, I know that they don't. They shouldn't. We shouldn't even mention their name. But yeah. they are, unfortunately, in, you know, in so-called current popular culture, they do seem to be extremely popular. So, yeah. um, but I mean, yeah, that, that's just like saying wanna... you don't you don't like listening to the Wiggles. You know, I mean, I think I'd rather listen to the Wiggles ad nauseum yeah. than fucking Maroon Five. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> So hit me, but, hit me with a couple. What do you got? Uh, well, I, yeah, this is the. I might as well start this off because it's great. It's um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ooh, no, I don't know. Um, that's a, that's a big call. This is Nick Cave. Nick Cave apparently famously said, "I'm forever near a stereo, saying, what the fuck is this garbage?'" And the answer is always the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> On to the featured artist this week, it's King Inc. himself, Nick Cave, and doesn't he look well? So these are the five things why the Red Hot Chili Peppers are the worst, if you'll indulge me. Um, One, they make bad songs that sound bad. (laughs) It's just, uh, well, you know. Says uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are the worst advert ever for musical cross pollination. They offer rock that doesn't rock, funk that's not funky, hip hop with no flow, psychedelia stripped of trippiness. It's a perfect <laughs> shitstorm of plodding riffs, flightless melodies, and spiritual as a dolphin meme lyrics. It's telling that despite being one of the world's most successful groups for more than a quarter of a century, Red Hot Chili Peppers have proven amazingly uninfluential. Pretty much the only direct Red Hot Chili Pepper progeny ever were Hooberstank. Remember Hooberstank? <laughs> of course you don't. Not even Hooberstank remember Hooberstank. And they were Hooberstank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That's good. Uh, that is good. That's true. And um, the second point, they reek of groin, thrusting Ooh, groins, sweaty toplessness. Um, the chili peppers are like 14-year-old boys in a boob shop, leering, fwaring, pungent, with a clumsy macho horniness that's nauseating to behold. <laughs> um, that's pretty good. Uh, the never-ending noodling. Um, this is the What's third reason why the Red Hot Chili Peppers suck. You know that 32-year-old guy who works in your local music shop? Looks like he's probably called Richard. The guy with the ponytail, Game of Thrones T-shirt and a vast bunch of keys on his belt. The guy who's forever demonstrating his fretboard wizardry to what he imagines are wowed customers. Blissfully, blissfully unaware of all the awkward cringe he's generating. Well, imagine there's four of him and they're on stage at Wembley and they've been told to faff, noodle and tit about as if their lives depended on it. That's exactly oh. what watching the Chili Peppers live is like. Oh, that's so good. And sorry, there's the fourth one. They're the sound of giving up. <laughs> well, I would agree with that. They'd certainly, the last kind of like five albums, 100%. For all their rad tattoos, rehab tales and surf bro dancing, the Chili Peppers are as middle of the road and crushingly suburban as it gets. They're the band you listen to when you can't be asked keeping up with music anymore. When the joy is of covering the new, the mad and the challenging, when it's long since faded and all you want is comforting oral soup with no unpredictable bits or emotional unheaval, you hum along to the Chili Peppers in coffee shops. How good wow. is that? That's a good name for either an album or a band. Comforting oral soup. <laughs> and the last one the, the last one is shut up about california already jesus christ <laughs> every band every band is allowed to write one song about their hometown to date the chili peppers have written 3236 songs about <laughs> california knock it off lads be reasonable so there um, you go but, well it's funny because obviously we have to um there has to be some redeeming well you you said oh. possibly not. Um, I my first European higher ground. Well, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a Stevie Wonder cover. Well, that's that a Stevie Wonder cover. Um, my first European. Um, sojourn uh one of one of the two well we had three albums um that were kind of on heavy rotation or three tapes i should say in the uh in the in the ford escort uh one of them was blood sugar blood sugar sex magic um one of one of them was mr bungle and one of them was the apex twin didgeridoo ep so um i'm gonna give i'm gonna give the um the chili peppers are passed based on blood sugar sex magic, but also on the fact that uh, I think we mentioned this before, but Flea, um, there's that documentary, uh, three part documentary on Rick Rubin called Shangri La. Oh, okay, yeah. And, and Flea is one of the, is basically, Flea is Rick Rubin's session bassist and he, he plays with all of these different artists. And I mean, you know, love him or hate him, he's still, he, he, he uh, demonstrates all of the uh, tendencies um, exhibited in that article, but fuck, he, he can play the bass, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, actually, I was going to say that, that um, Buster Move, Young MC, he, he's the bass on that. 
Uh, in the film clip he's um yeah in the film clip's great actually but um so i'll give him that yeah flea slaps the bass pretty good you play an instrument yeah can't believe i've never told you i play bass really oh yeah i slapped the bass big time what do you, what is that? You sound like a leprechaun. No, that's that? a reggae guy. Oh. I just did reggae. It doesn't sound. It doesn't sound reggae? No. Slept to bass. No. How does it? It's like big time, big time, big time. Big time. Slept to bass, big time. Mm. Slap it to bass. That sounded like Borat. Yeah. Slap it to bass, big time. That's better, that's better. Um, I'm gonna say one which might be a bit contentious. Um, the Sex Pistols. Ah, mm. Paul, oh, Paul I, McCartney I hate, famously I hate bagged the them sex, out. I hate the Sex Pistols. Um, <sighs> I cannot listen to the Sex Pistols. And, of course, you know, you've got to admire uh, them for what they did and, um, you know, a zillion, uh, a zillion musicians and uh, critics and whatever else can't be wrong, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I just, of course... I would prefer to listen to uh, Pill any day of the week than um, than the Sex Pistols. Um, however, uh, my one uh, exception is pretty vacant because there is something fucking incredible about that song. Um, everything else, you can throw it in the bin with a fucking bunch of safety pins and, uh, and um, you know, oh, studded studded necklaces <laughs> and snot and gob. They were kind of manufactured a manufactured band anyway so it's it's kind of bizarre you know that they were kind of you know malcolm mclaren kind of just put them together i don't know exactly how but yeah, um, I mean, it's 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 funny because um I, I i haven't written this down but um i was going to mention take that i mean i pretty I, people will kill me mentioning sex pistols and take that in in the same sentence but um take that obviously manufactured absolute the the, the the uh, the definition of saccharine shite, of course, uh, manufactured and uh, totally contrived. However, they had this song called "Back for Good," which is a horrible, horrible song. It's so bad, but for some reason, I really like it. And um, I think it was when we were—I was working in a factory in in England, and it was kind of on heavy rotation. And for some reason, it's kind of stuck in my head. I mean, it, it is a, a terrible song. But I, I'm, I'm going to give. And of course, Robbie Robbie Williams came out of take that. And, uh, yeah. 
Robbie's another one who is on my list. I, I absolutely loathe um, Robbie Williams's music, but um, real, what is it? Feel, I, whatever that song is. I just uh, want to feel. I, real love. You like it? I, I fucking love that song. Absolutely love that song. I'll, I'll be I'll be shot down by the listeners, but uh, yeah. <clears throat> so uh, I, that, okay. I, the, the pistols and take that, put them together and wrap them up and throw them both away. But keep one song <laughs> from each. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, so the one song you chose, uh, pretty vacant. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, yeah. Now that's yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. I'll I'll um I like that. Um, can hit I hit you with one? one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pearl Jam. Oh. <laughs> Now we did, never this liked might have been, this. This might have been the one that we were talking about to start off this conversation, actually. Maybe, yeah. Mm. What's ah. your pearl jam? What's your gripe with the jam? Not the jam. Yeah, the uh, jam. It's, and it's, I don't think I just ever liked their style, their subject matter, their sound, um, or to me, to me, to they. Do with them. I, I like grunge, right? That's the Alice in Chains, Soundgarden. Um, uh, Mud Honey, all of those kind of bands, I really, really like. Yeah, but Pearl Jam just looked like lazy fucking. It was like it was like slackers who was, were that fucking couldn't even be bothered to get dressed in the morning. They just look like your classic fucking just daggy fucking guys that just got out of bed and um, yeah, I. Can't be can't be doing with with Pearl Jam, and of course there's a there's yeah. a big surf, surf connection, of course, um, and a big Kelly Slater connect, uh, connection, which probably makes it even more even more despicable. Um, oh, oh, I, I, I just, well, they mates him and Eddie yeah, yeah, hang yeah, out together. So I get to welcome him now, fresh off a big week in Tahiti. Uh, please join me, Mr. Kelly Slater. I'm pretty nervous. All right, I'll be honest here. I can surf in front of more people than this, and I don't think about it. But you know, I know MR's in the crowd, right? Yep. MR, I know you're out there. I got your pick. This is the Eddie Vedder, Mark Richards pick right here. So he's somewhere out there. Worst, a, a person who will never make this list because there is not one redeeming fucking quality about his music. Um, uh, Jack Johnson. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> there is nothing that you can say that will convince me that anything Jack Johnson has written is worthy of even pissing on. Um, but they're the three of them are best buddies, apparently. So. Um, oh yeah. dearie me! But there's two songs. Ooh, two songs. Two. Okay, okay. I know. Well, one of them is um, from their vita- Vitalogy. Vito- oh, I don't even Vitology? Know. Is it Vitology? Something like that. Anyway, the song's <laughs> called um, Spin the Black Circle. Uh, yeah, and it's, just a, it's kind of like just a frantic ode mm. to the record. I kind of mm. liked it because um, mm. he, I don't know, it didn't seem to have the, the posturing and the kind of overly earnest stuff that was the worst of grunge i think that kind of mm. sorry um <laughs> it was just more of just a fast hunky song so stick yeah, that one up. Right. 
and then he and he did a great sort of guest appearance on this album. It's a classic out na- name for an album. It's got like a compilation album, and it was called um, Ball Hog or Tugboat, and the song's called Against the Seventies. Right. Uh, and it's all about the kind of artificial nostalgia for the 70s. It's uh, kids of the day, kids of today should defend themselves against the 70s. The kids of today should defend themselves against the 70s. Child of the seventies. Um, my only kind of my only mild pass would be even flow, maybe. Um, mm. If I, you know, I wouldn't vomit if I heard it again. Mm. I mean, <clears throat> I suppose as we get older. An even flow would be would be nice. <laughs> yes, maybe that's maybe it should be the theme the theme music to a, a chain of um, uh, retirement homes. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So that's my pearl jam. Well, how about what's what else you got there? Well, I've got one that's going to be pretty um, uh, contentious because, uh, and especially my man, one match Atch. Um, if you're out Ooh. there, mate, out in the, if you're that's out good. there in um, in uh boganistan listening uh yeah yep. please don't don't shoot me down the white stripes oh okay you don't like them normally? <laughs> can't do it. no can't, no just never uh, i appreciate the fact that they're obviously i mean there's not too many two duos that um come up with such amazing sound mm-hmm. and maybe maybe it's my um it's my problem i haven't given them, given them enough time um i haven't yeah. uh, you know given given them the benefit of the doubt yeah i, I just for me it, i mean i like jack white it is jack white isn't it um yeah. yeah yeah some of his solo stuff is pretty pretty fucking awesome um but uh yeah it's um it's not something that uh, i would uh, having said all of that um, the hardest button to button is an absolute fucking ding dong, um, uh, a ding dong song. Hey, listeners, Dazza here. Um, yeah, well, hope you enjoyed part one of Lipstick on a Pig Dog. We'll get the next one out pretty soon. So uh, if you don't hear from us before, Chrissy, have a good one and you.